Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 99. So we've been building up to episode 100, which will be dropping on Wednesday, June 19th. So we're excited about that. Make sure you subscribe so you can get information about that and you won't miss it when it drops. We are excited to be talking about some new things and changes that are coming to Detour to Neverland. Um, Also on episode 100, We plan on sharing some of the voicemails that you guys have shared with us. So if you are interested in calling in, because we love listening to those, you can call 615-200-6048 and just share with us, you know, your thoughts, your opinions, what you like or hopefully not dislike about Detour, and we'd love to get your feedback. Perfect. So yeah, we look forward to having that episode number 100 with you guys on Wednesday. We are super excited for it, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So today, episode number 99, like Catherine said, our guest is Amanda, who is Disney Fam Vacation, um, DisneyFamVacation.com, and then also on Etsy and Instagram. So really fun chat. We're going to go ahead and play that. And then, uh, yeah, we started off with introductions, and then Amanda is going to share one icebreaker fact that you wouldn't know about her from her social media and her blog so fun little like first day of school questions that we're doing now so we're going to go ahead and play the episode and then we'll be back with you guys for 100 on wednesday okay great uh hi everybody i'm amanda and uh like brendan said i run disneyfanvacation.com which is primarily a blog about my experiences with my family at disney Uh, And I also have an Etsy shop, which I recently added some jewelry to with inspirations from Disney. And then one fact you wouldn't know about me from those things and social media is I used to be a competitive tap dancer. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) This question is off to a roaring start. I love it already. (laughs) That's so fun. So you tap danced like the whole, your whole childhood type of thing? Yeah, for 10 years from five to 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how, like, would you travel a lot for those competitions? Um, Just within, like, Ontario, just where, uh, like, my province. Not too far, but, yeah, we uh, went to all kinds of competitions. And my daughter's now a competitive dancer, so she's following in my footsteps. (laughs) So now I'm I'm the dance mom now. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That is awesome. That is a skill that, like, I would have loved to have. Really? Yeah, I've always loved it. Fun fact, (laughs) me and Brendan did actually try to take, like, dance lessons before we got married. (laughs) Epic fail. It didn't last long, (laughs) but the thought was there. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Exactly. So awesome. So I think probably a great place to start and a great foundation to lay is if you can share kind of your Disney story, how you developed a passion and a love for it over time. And then how that led in to starting Disney Fan Vacation. Okay, sounds good. Um, Well, I started going to Disney with my parents in 1986, and I was three. And my dad was just really into, like, Disney and Walt Disney, and he grew up going to Disney World. So he was just really passionate about it as well. So we went uh, about, like, five or six times, I think, growing up as kids uh, with my parents, 
And then I started going on my own. So I would go with friends in college and my husband and I actually honeymooned in Disney. So that was really awesome. And then we just started taking the kids. So my kids were 15 months, both of them, each 15 months when they went on their first trips. And we just love Disney. It's like the best place ever. So it's like the the magic that you can't explain. It just transforms. So we just love Disney. That's the only place we vacation. And then on my Facebook, just like my private Facebook, people just started asking me Disney travel stuff all the time. I was getting like five messages a week from friends on my Facebook network asking me travel questions. And they all said to me after I answered them, you should start a blog. So I thought about it and thought about it. And years later, I decided, you know what, like I should just start a blog. (laughs) So I started DisneyFanVacation.com in the summer of last year. Previous to that, I was actually doing Disney-inspired makeup looks on Instagram. So I kind of transitioned my makeup page into my Disney Fan Vacation page. While I still do some of those makeup things every now and then, um, my real passion is really about Disney trips. So that's kind of where Disney Fan Vacation was realized. And then in the fall of last year, I began the Etsy shop journey. So I had already had jewelry and digital designs using in my house and my kids and like making our own shirts for trips and stuff. So I figured, well, I'm already doing this. I might as well open an Etsy shop and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's kind of where I am now. <laughs> I love that. I love how that all kind of snowballed, but just made such perfect sense. And I think that's something that, you know, we kind of hear a lot of how, you know, friends and family just kind of latch on to your Disney love and ask so many questions. And I feel like that's how so many people get their start. And that's funny because I feel like in a way, that's almost how we got our start. Brendan's family calls him like Mr. Disney. <laughs> Which I do not support yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. It's so funny. So, and I love that you were even before you started the blog, you were already doing like the Disney makeup looks. And I think that's fun. I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. So I love that. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely fun, but makeup is expensive. So <laughs> Yes. So it's hard to keep up with that. But yeah, it's uh, my son actually really loves the makeup looks like he really likes to guess what character I it was inspired by. So it's fun. That is fun. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got to ask and we've interviewed quite a few Canadians now. I want to say it's at least four or five. <laughs> but like within your like friend network, you know, growing up, was that pretty rare to be able to go down to Disney? Like, or was it something that a lot of families packed up and, and did during school breaks and stuff like that? We were the only ones I knew that went to Disney when I was growing up. It was definitely like a very special trip that people were very envious of. And I was very lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a lot of people. I mean, it's with the dollar, it's hard. And depending on where you are in Canada, like it's a trek down to, to Orlando. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, do you, even today when you go, do you drive or do you fly? Um, it depends on the time of year. Mm-hmm. So in the summer, which we went last August and we're going again this August, we drive because the kids are out of school and my husband has the opportunity to take that time off. So we can afford to take a longer vacation and drive. But if we go, um, our other preferred time to go is like late January, early February. We can't take the kids out of school for that length to add on two days of driving on each end. So we definitely have to fly if we go in the winter. Man. 
respect. That, yes. that gets expensive. <laughs> I just drove the 10 hours from Nashville to Orlando and I was ready to pull my hair out. So, Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of respect to you and your husband for pulling that off, especially with kiddos in the back as well. Yeah. yeah. They actually, I was really surprised. They actually really embraced the, the road trip. They really liked it as a part of the vacation. So I have, I actually have a blog post about our road trip hacks and like they had tons of games and scavenger hunts and car bingo and stuff to keep them entertained. And of course, iPads. So that's helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, awesome. So I want to narrow in a little bit and let's talk first specifically about the blog. So of course you can find that at DisneyFamVacation.com. And of course we'll put the link to that in our show notes, but kind of what you've talked about it a little bit, but what is your main focus over there? What kind of things do you enjoy writing about and kind of what can the readers expect to get out of the content that you're pushing out there? So the blog um, for me is like an outlet to express my thoughts on Disney and also to help people in the questions that I've been asked by family and friends. So I took basically the the starting point. I took all of the questions that I had been asked over the, the years and really kind of focused in on the top five things that people were always asking me about, which was like resorts. Should we stay on site? Should we stay off site? Should we get the dining plan? Like, how's the Magical Express work? Should we rent a stroller? Are my kids too old for a stroller? How do you do road trips with the kids that are so young? So things like that I really focused in on in the beginning and wrote a bunch of blog posts about what I think you should do. And my, my blog is very opinion based. It's all my opinions. People might not agree with all of my opinions, but they're my opinions. And that's kind of uh, where I've gone with the blog. Um, recently I've started, um, putting a lot more of my experiences down. Like I had a recent post about my top magical moments and just all the like special extra Disney magic that I've experienced. And that's really fun to write. I really like writing about, all the things I've experienced at Disney that aren't necessarily the things that you think you're going to experience at Disney. Um, Also writing about like our favorite places to eat and snacks and nighttime shows. So basically just like anything we've experienced, I want to share my experience through the blog. So that's kind of where I've taken it now. Um, I know that there's tons of information out there about the dining plan and resorts and stuff. And that kind of, doesn't change very often, but it's, I think, more interesting to read about people's experiences, which is what I love reading about in blogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is one thing that I get from reading your blog post so often is that you can tell that it comes from a space of service from yourself, that you're really trying to enhance the person's next trip or whatever it is, you know, using your experiences to, to try to pass that information along to try to add a magical moment to someone's trip or something like that. So I think that is so important to kind of find your voice as a writer. And I think, you know, from my perspective, you've absolutely done that from, from that place of service. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing that you do is you have your Etsy store that you've talked about and Right now you have the earrings and the pendants and then you have the digital files. So what, you know, was your inspiration behind jumping into Etsy and some of those products that you make? 
So the digital files came first. Um, I was a little weary about whole shipping. <laughs> so I stayed in the digital file space for a while. And that became, um, that I added to the Etsy shop and started it because I was making them for myself. So to have decor in my home and to make shirts and things for my kids and my husband for our trips. So I was already doing that for myself. So I figured, well, if I enjoy this, there probably is other Disney fans out there that enjoy it as well. So that's how uh, the digital files started out on the shop. And then I started making jewelry for my daughter and myself. Um, it's It can be really expensive to buy Disney things. So it's a lot easier to make them yourself if you have the option to make them. So I started doing that for us. And then my, a couple of my friends actually were seeing us wear them and were like, oh, you should sell those in your shop. And I was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of where the Etsy jewelry started. So I started making the jewelry in the fall for my daughter and myself. And then just recently in the last month or so, I've added those listings to my shop and they've been really, really well received so far. So I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you bring up a really good point. It is so hard. Like, I feel like when you're going to Disney, or at least for me, you know, I have like this vision of like what I want to wear, or like I have this idea and it can be so hard to find those things. So it's fun that you just decided to make it yourself and then you were able to kind of turn that around into like a business. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's a lot of planning of what you're going to wear and uh, you can't always afford the vision in your mind. <laughs> yes, that is so true. Yeah, I feel like we always plan like what we're going to wear and then we get there and it's like, oh crap, I wore the wrong shorts on the first day and now I've ruined <laughs> everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a crazy planning packer. So I actually pack my kids' outfits with Ziploc bags and I label them the days that they're wearing them because I plan which parks we're all wearing certain outfits to. It, I take it to a different level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I feel like that's really smart. You should write a blog post about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my packing blog post um, that focuses a little bit on it, but I haven't gone into the nitty gritty of my, um, you know, extra crazy level. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So another thing that I wanted to chat about is obviously as content creators, I think, and, and especially you doing content and products, like time obviously is your most valuable resource mm -hmm. and, you know, balancing social media, the blog, the Etsy shop, trying to kind of grow all three of those simultaneously, kind of what, you know, lessons or strategies have you kind of latched onto that have helped you to stay organized and, and also to try to put, you know, your time where it's best well spent? That's a great question. Um, well, with the two kids too, it, it adds an extra element of fun. Um, but I am a stay at home mom. So while my kids are at school, because they're both school age children, um, is when I do all of my content creation, my blogging, my Etsy store, social media, Pinterest, all of that I do during the day. Um, I set up everything during the day so that I can just, you know, click at night and not have to focus too much on it because I am spending a lot of my time driving kids to activities and my daughter's a competitive dancer. So we don't have a lot of evening time um, to spend doing work related things. So I, I plan my weeks out 
a week ahead of what I need to get done for the week. And then I have like core times during the week that I spend setting up my Pinterest schedule and working on social media, getting the blog posts done. So I have um, like a schedule that I follow and I try to keep it as organized as possible. Um, but with social, social media, you can't really ever be completely prepared because things change every day. So I try to keep on top of it, but uh, it is challenging at times. I think um, my biggest strategy of getting things seen and like traffic and stuff to my blog has been Pinterest. So I've been spending a lot of time on Pinterest and uh, working on getting my my blog stuff seen on Pinterest, which has been um, really surprising. I didn't even think of Pinterest for a while then, but uh, one of my friends on Instagram has been guiding me on my Pinterest strategy, and that's been helping my blog traffic immensely. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, we've talked about it before. That is just like such, I don't want to say an untapped market, but it's somewhere that once you get your strategy in place, it kind of rolls with itself. Would you say that's fair to say? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to put in that initial work and then it's, it's a maintenance thing instead of spending, you know, hours and hours trying to figure it out. You're spending, you know, an hour or two a week getting it set up, but yeah, it's, it's been great for the blog. Mm -hmm. I love that because it's something different. I mean, typically, whenever we think about social media, I feel like Instagram is the big one, you know, that everyone mm-hmm. seems to think of. But, you know, once you can figure out Pinterest, and for us, I feel like that's something that we've thrown around, but we've never really taken the time to look at it. I feel like that would be such a great resource. It definitely is. I highly recommend Pinterest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. (laughs) But I was just going to say, like, from our experiences, Pinterest has really, I I hope this comes out as a clear, coherent (laughs) thought, but Pinterest, because it is so methodical and, like, strategy-based, where you just kind of put your strategy in place and watch it grow out over time, it has really opened my eyes to, I need to look at Instagram that same way. Like, I feel like every single day on Instagram beforehand, I'm just running around chasing (laughs) likes, chasing comments, like always being reactionary instead of proactive and using that same kind of um, method to Pinterest and applying that to Instagram saying, all right, I'm going to post this kind of picture on this day, this kind of video on this day. Like, here's how we're going to try to hit these people up. That has just helped my mental game so much (laughs) and you know I wouldn't say it's a boost in engagement but our engagement has stayed pretty pretty solid throughout yeah consistent to what it was before when we were just chickens with our heads cut off (laughs) I definitely agree (laughs) Instagram is a is a whole other thing (laughs) yeah because I mean, there's every day there's a new article coming out. Here's how to hack the Instagram algorithm. Right. It's like if you're reacting to every single one of those, you are going to drive yourself insane. Yeah, I I just stopped <laughs> trying to even keep up, and I just keep trekking along and hope for the best on Instagram. Yeah. My I- my blog traffic is like 95% driven from Pinterest, so Instagram for me is more of a like community. And getting to know my fellow content creators and Disney fans and not as much um, about the blog or the Etsy shop for me personally. Um, I post about it, but it doesn't get the traction there. Mm, that is so interesting. And I think that's such a healthy way of looking at it and, and kind of understanding 
what the purpose of each platform is, I think is such a valuable lesson to learn. Right. Yeah. So our last question before we head into the fast pass round would be just to help out, you know, our listeners, if they're looking to jump into something similar, what has been either your best resource or just a go-to resource that you found that is helpful for growing and strategizing for both the blog and the Etsy shop and social media? Um, again, I think it's Pinterest for me. Um, I really focused on Pinterest in the last couple months and it's paid off in my blog traffic monthly numbers, um, hugely. Um, the other thing that has helped is just having a community on Instagram. Um, I know we're a part of, um, some, some groups on Facebook that chat about Instagram together and just knowing that you're not alone (laughs) and you're all trying to build your platforms and your shops or blogs or whatever your content is, you're all trying to build that together. And just knowing that there's support out there, um, is really helpful for my mental thoughts about the shop and blog, because, you know, some days are better than others with engagement and, you know, comments and traffic. And some days you're thinking like, why, why am I doing this? Because I don't think anyone's even, um, reading or getting anything out of my content. So it's kind of like a flip flop trying to figure out (laughs) what places to get your best, um, exposure. But I think, like I said before, Pinterest is my top suggestion on how to get exposure. When you think about Pinterest, like if you're thinking about a recipe or a trip, your like main thing, you're going to go to Pinterest and search, you know, road trip hacks. But not a lot of us think about, oh, we should put it on Pinterest then because that's where people are searching for it. So I think if people start thinking about it more as a search engine for ideas, um, Pinterest can be really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know I can't even remember the episode number, but back with Kirsten Keller, I mean, and she shared with us that Pinterest is like, it's Google, YouTube, then Pinterest. And like, that's what people are using it for. So I think it's great. Um, And I, and I do love that you mentioned the community aspect that you can get through a platform like Instagram. And that's something we are by no means experts, but we've talked to so many people who are just starting out their page or or their blog or their Instagram account, whatever it might be. And that is usually my number one piece of advice is find people who are in a similar space and, and time period as you, like just getting started and bounce ideas off each other, like join a group and DM each other throughout the day and, and, you know, develop those friendships because that is the most valuable thing. Like you said, whenever you're hitting those low points where nothing makes sense and it doesn't seem like you're getting any traction, those are going to be the things that keep you posting every day or keep you, you know, putting out new content and new products. So I think that's wonderful advice. Yeah, I I agree about the community. It's very important to me. So the next thing we'll do is our fast pass round. So before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners. In the chaos of Instagram and Pinterest, it's sometimes hard to get noticed by a new audience. Having the right picture from the parks to accompany your content or product can be the difference maker in gaining that extra bit of exposure. Our friends at the Photo Reserve have a wonderful solution where you can gain access to high quality, professional Disney photos to use for that extra boost. To learn more information and to get six completely free photos, head to reportthemagic.com forward slash detour or hit the link in our show notes. 
and we're back. So, Amanda, we're going to throw out these Disney topics, and if you can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay, awesome. So the first one's an easy one. It's just name the Disney parks that you have visited. Okay, so um, I've been to all four theme parks in Orlando and the two water parks, and my husband and I were at Disneyland once, just for one day at Disneyland. Um, we didn't get into DCA, um, but that was back in 2008. We definitely want to get back. <laughs> mm. So all of, of all of the ones that you've been to, which one is your favorite and why? Uh, it's got to be Magic Kingdom. It's just like that nostalgia when you enter and you see that castle for the first time on your trip. There's just nothing beats that feeling. Yes. I feel like everyone can for sure relate to that. You're not allowed to say that. You're an Animal Kingdom person. I know, but I can appreciate the nostalgia and the feeling you get when you see the castle. This is just a conversation between Magic Kingdom people going on, <laughs> Catherine. So if you want to see your way out. <laughs> Whatever. So our next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Um, so I actually have two and one is coming true in October and I could not be more excited. Um, but one is Disneyland Paris and the other is Alani and we are going to Alani in October mm. and I'm so excited. My, uh, my dad and mom are taking us and my sister and her husband and her son and my kids, we are all going to Alani for a big family trip in October. Are you doing like a big villa or are you all getting your own rooms? Um, my sister and I are going to share a two bedroom with our kids and husbands and my parents are getting their own away from the crazy children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. We went to Alani in October too, not how, two years ago? Two years ago now. Oh, it cool. is amazing. It's everything that you could ever dream of, honestly. I'll have to pick your brains about <laughs> Yes. And we didn't we stay in a two bedroom we did. with your family? We did stay in a two bedroom. Very nice. Here's my one, here's my biggest piece of advice. You can't go yeah. wrong with anything there, the pool, the beach, anything. Pay attention to what merchandise is exclusive to Elani. Because we made the mistake. I don't know if you're a big merchandise person. We made the mistake seeing things and saying, Oh, we don't want to take that back on the plane. We'll just get it next time we go to Disney World. Not wrong. possible. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. It's, what is it? It's like, it's this gelatony cat. Well, it's Duffy's yeah. friends, yeah. Yes. My daughter is a big cat girl. Mm. We can't have cats because my son's allergic, so she loves cats, so I'm sure she'll be all about that. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he's still there, to be honest, because I think he got replaced with Olu or something, the oh, turtle. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen the turtle. Well, when we went, it was the cat, and now we wish we could have gotten one for our niece. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely have to pay attention <laughs> to that because I feel like Alani is like a one-time deal for us. <laughs> yeah. It was. That's how we feel, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get back there someday. Ooh, the Thank one you. thing, we do have a good tip. If you plan on like snorkeling or anything while you're there – we bought like the full face or just like your own masks to bring with you because they're expensive to rent, especially mm -hmm. if you want to do it like every day. Okay. Even if you just get like two and you share, that's what we did. And it was great. Yeah. I mean, that's we could probably do a whole episode just on <laughs> Alani. Alani, but just to add on to that, the snorkeling at Alani in their little protected bay was the 
better than anything we found. Yeah, it was, and it might have just been the days that we were there, but that was some of the best snorkeling, and there was no waves at all because their little protected bay blocks all of it. So That's amazing, especially for the little ones. Oh, yeah. I think my brother saw an octopus in there. Yeah. And... All kinds, All of, kinds stuff. of stuff. Oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also very excited. <laughs> so the next one um, would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Um, so it is one we've stayed at. We stayed there actually last August and it's the boardwalk. Ooh. So I know that there's a lot of people out there that think that p- clown slide is really creepy, but my kids, I guess, maybe are creepy because they love that slide <laughs> and they think it's like the best slide that they've ever been on. And we've stayed at beach clubs. So that's saying something for the kid aspect of the pool. But the boardwalk was just so fun, like the area and being able to walk around and all the different like performers at night and stuff is just such a great resort. Mm-hmm. That is definitely on our our bucket list of resorts. I like you recommend. said, the atmosphere is just, it's hard to beat. Yeah. And just being able to walk over to Epcot and Hollywood Studios is just amazing. Yeah. It's my dream to go during Flower and Garden one year and oh, do yeah. an Epcot only trip and stay at Boardwalk and just go to Epcot. Really? Yeah. That would be so good. I can't, I haven't been to Flower and Garden and I want to go so bad. Oof. It It just never lines up with our timing. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, but you get, if you go in Florida in uh, January and February, that's when we can never go. So you've probably been to Festival of the Arts and we have never been. We have. We've been a few times to Festival of the Arts. We were there last summer for the opening day of Food and Wine, which was a bit nuts. But, (laughs) (laughs) and then we've been there for the holiday festival as well, because we went, we've gone a couple of times the end of November. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but I always miss Flower and Garden. <laughs> so next one would be, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? That's a really hard question. <laughs> There's so many amazing rides. I feel like Splash Mountain would have to be my choice because that's my all-time favorite ride. And I'm okay with getting wet because I'm Canadian, so like Florida's always hot to me. <laughs> so getting wet is almost like a welcome relief at times in Orlando. But yeah, I think Splash Mountain would have to be my my choice. I'd say recently we have like a newfound love and appreciation for Splash Mountain because for the longest time, Brendan wouldn't ride it. I don't know what it was, <laughs> like the drop or the getting wet, but we even went on it. It was the last thing we did on our last trip. So it's like late at night. You know, there's not even any sun and it was still worth it. But we didn't really get wet. So that was good, too. Yeah, we're the people who will always ask for back row. (laughs) So that we don't have to. We were going to be front row and we're like, no, no, no. no." (laughs) Yeah, you need some bodies to protect you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So do you like, if you like getting wet, do you like the River Rapids ride in Animal Kingdom? We do, actually. Yeah. We uh, we went on it for the first time with our kids last summer, and the kids really liked it. And I was pleasantly surprised with it because I hadn't been on it for a number of years, but it was really fun. See, now you've got to go to DCA so that you can ride the Grizzly River. Oh yes, run or rampage. It's like it's a called. better version. It's of much that. longer. 
Mm-hmm. I can't wait. We're planning on a trip out to California in a couple of years. Um, probably, we'll probably do that in the year that it's the 50th anniversary in Disney World because although that'll be exciting, we're not big crowd people. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably skip Disney World that year and go to Disneyland. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for either an exit or a furbishment from the parks? <laughs> so I think this one's been popular recently on your podcast, but definitely Figment. The imagination ride. So I don't think it should be gone by any means, but I definitely think that they need to do something to that ride. That ride creeps me out. Um, I my kids love it, but going on that ride, like I feel like almost uncomfortable on it for some reason. But I definitely think um, I think one of your recent guests had mentioned it too, like some kind of merge with Inside Out and like Bing Bong and Figment and like talking about your imagination would be a really good mix. I don't think they should get rid of figment, but they definitely need to like redo that whole thing. <laughs> I didn't even like realize I had this emotion until you're saying that, but I feel like when I'm on figment, especially with strangers, I want to like say like, it used to be better. Like, tap them. <laughs> like don't judge him off of this. You know, you're almost like apologetic <laughs> yeah. for the rock to others. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's really great, I promise. <laughs> and that last, that like blast of air, I hate that. <laughs> it yeah, that'll the- get you every time. <laughs> and you know it's coming, but mm. you still can't be prepared. <laughs> I will say, I there were a few things not working when we were there last time. So oh, really? it's almost yeah, like what, they, what didn't work? Well, the skunk smell did not spray. Uh-huh. It just blasted air with no smell in it. Uh-huh. And then there was something else at the very end that was like supposed to be moving and it was stationary. Yeah. I can't remember. So oh, that's too bad. I don't know if they're giving up on it or what. <laughs> Maybe they're just waiting until it just hits the point where there's no return yeah. and then they'll do it. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> So the next portion will be our favorite portion about food. So first question is your favorite snack or a go-to snack? So I actually have two. I hope that's okay. Um, savory would be the Mickey pretzel. It's just so iconic. I love the plastic cheese. So yummy. I always have to share it with my kids, which is less fortunate, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then this my sweet snack, I have to get this every single time, is the caramel chocolate square at the Germany Pavilion in Epcot. It is like heaven. <laughs> it is so delicious. Oh, we've never tried that. Yeah. Oh, you must. It's so good. Because I feel like we always walk into like the caramel store and then mm-hmm. it's really busy and crowded and we just like <laughs> end up walking right back out. <laughs> <laughs> it's super good. It's worth it. There's some like – deep psychological reason why we walk out i think because the line is always wrapped so far back that you can't look in the display case until you're already in the line and there's like people and then behind you're like trapped yeah and i don't want to be trapped in there if i end up not wanting anything but now we know yes. what to order so that's good yeah definitely you, you will not be disappointed but the line can get a little nuts And you're right. You can't see the display because the people in line ordering are standing in front of the display. So if you don't know what you're getting, then it's definitely a more high stress snack. (laughs) (laughs) It also, I think it's so funny when you called it plastic cheese. It kills me when everybody does that. (laughs) 
I had never heard that term until we started this podcast, to be honest. Yeah. But now, like, a lot of people say it. A lot of people say it. We're and every time, it's just like a, a pain to the heart. AJ from Disney Food Blog, I think, started the plastic cheese movement. Oh. She really loves the plastic cheese, and that's what she calls it. So we probably all got that term from her. Probably it makes so. sense now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So sticking with food, what is your favorite table service restaurant and your favorite quick service restaurant? So my favorite table service is Tepanetto, um in the Japanese pavilion in Epcot. The food is so amazing there and the atmosphere is just so fun. It's like not entirely Disney themed, which is a nice break sometimes, but it's very entertaining even for the kids. So we really like it there. We've never been there. No, we haven't. It's super good. <laughs> it's an entertaining show, but the food is also just super yummy. Is it like hibachi? Like, is that the kind yeah, of show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do they throw the food at you? No, they don't throw it at you. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. We we have some hibachi places around us, and they always try to put, like, a rice ball on their thing, and they try to, like, throw it into your mouth. Oh my gosh. And they always pick on me and I hate it. So I've started to refuse to sit at the hibachi like grill. No, they don't single anyone out. It's just on the hibachi they're cooking and they, you know, they make um like Mickey heads with the onions and like little volcano things and it's really cute, but they're not they don't throw any food at you, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> then I'm in support of that. <laughs> Perfect. What and about? then my oh. my quick service is um the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. My daughter and I are obsessed with this location. We eat there at least once every trip. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, when you get them, I don't know if it's just me and the timing. Is it always like as hot as the surface of the sun <laughs> when it comes out? Yes. <laughs> I guess that's just like their signature. How they do it. Yeah. The good thing about having kids, though, is I never get to eat my food hot. So by the time it's time for me to eat the food, like, it's a good temperature. (laughs) By the time I, you know, cut everyone else's food and get them situated, it works out well for me. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Two good choices. So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. So this one just happened to me last August, um, and it was at the Trattoria Al Forno breakfast with Rapunzel. And I had been waiting to meet Rapunzel for probably a couple of years. We met her um, at the character meet in Magic Kingdom once, but I had gotten a tangled theme tattoo since then. <laughs> so I have this, like the chalk drawing from the Rapunzel movie from Tangled is on my forearm. So she actually pretended to paint my arm with a paintbrush and it was like the best moment that I've ever had at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) That is so fun. I love that. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Did you get to meet Flynn too? Was he there? Yes. So we met Flynn and he was great. My son was dressed up as Flynn, which he was very impressed with because apparently not a lot of kids dress up as Flynn Rider. And, uh, he was loving that. So yeah, we met Ariel and Prince Eric, which is super fun because my kids have an actual uncle named Eric and they call him Uncle Prince Eric. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How fun. Yeah. So that was really, really fun. I have a, I have a tad bit of jealousy because we tried <laughs> to book that for October, our October trip. And I guess it has grown in popularity 
because we yes. could not get in a single day of our seven-day trip. I'm going to need everyone to stop piping it up so I can go. <laughs> I think Instagram has really uh, ruined the reservations for that breakfast. <laughs> yeah. It's very unfortunate. Keep yeah. trying. You never know. Someone might cancel. Yeah. The problem is we have a party of six, so. Oh, geez. Yeah, I think that. That does it too. That killed it. Yeah. We tried to do four and two and three and three and all kinds of combinations. Haven't got it to work yet, but we will keep trying. Keep plugging away. You never know. Yeah. So sticking with like classic Disney questions, the first one is what is your favorite Disney movie? So there's a theme with my answers and it's Tangled. (laughs) I'm a big Rapunzel fan and Tangled just holds a special place, I think, not only because the the movie is awesome, but it was my daughter's first movie in theaters as well. So I think that just kind of has an extra pull on my heart. But I definitely just could watch Tangled over and over all day. Mm. So when they build the Tangled area in Tokyo, is that going to skyrocket up your list? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that definitely will pull me Um Traveling that far makes me nervous, but I will go for Tangled. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, you know, you go from Ontario to Anaheim to Alani <laughs> and then to Tokyo. And Just then... make it a world tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just break it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So next one would be your favorite Disney song. Uh, I See the Light <laughs> from Rapunzel <laughs> from Tangled. Uh, That song is just, I don't know. It just brings me to tears. I love that song so much. It is a very good one. Yeah, it is a good one. So um, the last one would be your favorite Disney quote. So I have two as well for this one. Um, The first one is all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Um, And that's kind of almost like a a mantra for me. And then the other one is just keep swimming. Um, a lot of times like you feel overwhelmed with anything in life and you just like, that's a perfect sentiment. Like just keep swimming. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have you seen the Nemo show in animal kingdom? Many times. Yes. I don't know why we, (laughs) I have never seen it before until our last trip. That show is incredible. (laughs) So amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. I blame Catherine every time. You blame me. Yeah, I blame I've you. seen it. <laughs> exactly. It, you never took me. <laughs> it is a good one. It's Yeah, it's so good. We actually went on a trip in January of 2017 with my husband's parents and all his siblings and their spouses and kids. There were 17 of us. And we, we took them into that show, too. And they were just, like, blown away. Like, this is, like, Broadway quality. Like, yeah, it's crazy, the shows they put on there. Yeah, I thought, and I, I think she performs pretty often, like often after seeing the pictures, but the performer who played Dory when we were there was hilarious. Yes. She was so good. <laughs> she has a very distinguishable face too. So I, like I can see pictures a lot of times and realize it's the same Dory that we saw. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Same with Merlin. It's, he's the same guy a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So our last question of the Fast Pass round is your favorite Disney parks memory. This is a super, super hard question. Um, but I think I have to go with the first time I entered the Magic Kingdom with my daughter. 
it was just like uh, opening a whole new chapter. Like going to Disney is amazing and all the memories we've made there, but like bringing my daughter to Disney was just like everything. So yeah, and I still tear up every time I go into the Magic Kingdom with my kids. Oh, so you brought her <laughs> at, you said 15 months? Yeah, she was 15 months old. She was an amazing Disney baby. She enjoyed it. She doesn't remember it, obviously, but um, she just had the best time. We she brought wasn't my son. scared of the characters or anything? She was a little, like, timid of the characters, but not scared. Like, she wouldn't cry. She was just kind of like, what is this thing? <laughs> um, but she, like, she had a great time. She loved the rides. It's a Small World was her favorite. I think just there's so many things happening that they're just, like, blown away. We took my son at the same age, and he was not a happy Disney baby. <laughs> he was just getting over a cold, too, so he was not his happiest. But, yeah, he was terrified of the characters. He would scream like blue murder <laughs> if you brought him near a character. He wouldn't nap. It was it was a challenge, but he loves Disney now, so that's good. <laughs> so we're taking our niece, and she'll be 18 months at the time. That's the biggest thing is we just hope that she likes characters because we booked a lot of character meals. And there's going to be long meals if she doesn't like them. <laughs> if she cries the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's a little challenging. Um, we did that with my son too, but we learned that he hates characters. So we would just, when we saw a character coming, that was the time that like daddy got up and took him and went for a little walk. <laughs> so there's a tip for you. <laughs> yeah. Our first hopefully one, she likes them. yeah, hopefully so. Our first one will be Crystal Palace. So I feel like Pooh is probably going to be like very nurturing and like <laughs> calm and piglet. But like if Tigger comes over and is like in her face, that'll be <laughs> that'll be the distinguishing factor. I feel like they're could they're pretty good at reading the kids. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. And that was actually my son's first um, character experience too. So I hope you don't have the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> We will keep you posted for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have to like go in early and go to town square, go meet Mickey and Minnie first because she knows them. Maybe yeah. that'll warm her up to the idea of characters. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so Amanda, we concluded the fast pass round. Those were all wonderful answers. So thank you for allowing our listeners to get to, to get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Our very last question for you is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a content creator or create their own products or be like you and do both of those things. What would be your advice to that person? So thinking about it, I think just, just do it. Like, I know it's such simple advice, but if you have an idea that you're passionate about, just make it happen. You're never going to regret following your dreams. You're never going to regret following your passion, but you will end up regretting not doing those things. And I just sat on my ideas for so long and I wish I would have started sooner. So yeah, my advice is just, if you have an idea and you think you want to do something, just do it. I think that's a really good point. What you just said about, you know, you're not going to re regret doing it or trying it, but you'll regret not doing it. I think that's a good way to look at it. Just, you know, you have nothing to lose. Right. You know, what, what's the worst that could happen really, you know, putting yourself out there. It's something that you love you have this great Disney community to support you and get behind you. I mean, there's no, there's no bad that could come from that. Mm -hmm. Right. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been such a wonderful episode and we thank you so much for joining us. 
We're so glad that we were able to connect with you on Instagram and get to know you a little bit better. So the last thing, if you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. So I am DisneyFanVacation.com, and that is the blog. Um, There's links on the blog to the Etsy shop, but it's also DisneyFanVacation on Etsy and also DisneyFanVacation on Instagram and Pinterest. And thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. I love listening to your episodes. They're so informative. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your support. And of course, we'll put the links to all of those different ways that you can connect with Amanda in our show notes. You can pop over there and connect. So thank you again, Amanda. We really had a blast. Thank you. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Malcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.